Mark 1, then I'm going to pray. Verse 33 says, the whole town was assembled at the door. So Jesus shows up in Capernaum. A few things happen, and Jesus is now packing the place. The whole town was assembled at the door, and he healed many who were sick with various diseases and drove out many demons, but he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he got up, he went out, and made his way to a deserted place, and he was praying there. Simon and his companions went searching for him. They found him and said, everyone's looking for you. And he said to them, let's go on to the next place. Let's go on to the neighboring villages so that I may preach there too. This is why I have come. So he went into all of Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. It's good stuff. Everybody's looking for you, Jesus. Lord, I pray right now, today, Lord, that we would not give our lives to the pressures of other people searching. That we would not give our lives to the demands of those around us. While we serve and love people, our primary purpose and desire is your primary purpose and desire. That your kingdom would be the thing we seek first. And God, I pray that today, as we walk out of this place, we would make it a habit to get lost in who you are. To get lost from all the things that seem to attach themselves to us. But I pray that we would make a way into a place of prayer. And I pray that this would be a week where all of us find a new depth and find a new confidence. And while we are still, we become even more settled in who we are in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on. You can grab a seat. So good. I'm not in a hurry. I mean, come on. You can just do that all day long. I kind of have. We've had that on repeat all week. It's a fantastic song. Not in a hurry. United Pursuit. Will Reagan. And what's good about it, it's got a groove to it. And some of y'all are like, you're not sure what to do with that? Like, you're just like, do I move right now? I don't know how to handle that. Um, I can't help it. If you, you used to put on something like that, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, at least my shoulders are going to move. Not in a hurry. Super good. I always forget words once I start singing in front of people. Um, it just happens. How y'all doing? Good? I want to talk to you on the subject. I don't typically title my sermons necessarily. I do in my notepad. I don't make it necessarily make it a big deal to tell you. Uh, maybe I should. I don't know. Do you want me to tell you titles from now on? Okay. Okay. Indoor. Wow. That was, wow. Super big response there. I appreciate it. Maybe I'll do an Instagram survey. I'll get better response there. Um, but I do want to, I want this message this morning is called Get Lost. Get Lost. And I'm not saying that to you. Um, I don't want you to go. I'd love for you to stay here for a few minutes. Uh, but it is titled, Get Lost. Uh, what we just read out of Mark chapter 1 is very early on, obviously. It's a very early uh, portion of Mark's gospel about the life of Jesus. And here he is talking about Jesus. And he's talking about what Jesus is doing. And, and he's walked into the city of Capernaum, really one of the first things that Jesus does. And he's, he's beginning his ministry. Mark doesn't spend as much time on the early part of Jesus' life. But he definitely, once Jesus starts going, Mark is there, and he's ready to record it and talk about it and write it down and make sure that everybody knows about what this Jesus, the Savior, is doing. 
And so Jesus shows up in Capernaum and begins to heal people and drive out demons. And the door is packed. People are lined up at the door around the block. And they are, everything's happening the way it's supposed to, right? The disciples are excited. This is the reason they started following Jesus is to see things like this. They were excited about what Jesus was going to do. And here it was happening. It was finally happening. Like, wow, this is going on. This thing's packed. This thing's going. And, uh, and then Jesus... Uh, in the middle of the night, in fact, some translations would say at midnight. Most of your translations would say early in the morning or before the sun rose, so in the dark. One translation actually says midnight. I, I don't know about you, but once something like really amazing happens, maybe this is a, a Super Bowl. I remember when the Mavericks won the championship. 2011. 2011. Thank you. Appreciate that. I did. Cool. Um, I remember we, we, like for no reason, we didn't go to sleep, and we drove around, and we went to all the different sports stores, and we, there were lines out the building trying to get the new championship t-shirt. After a big night like that, after, after packing out the house and seeing all these people healed, you would think Jesus would go out and have a celebration, that Jesus would party a little bit, that Jesus would get a little bit excited, and maybe they would stay out all night, but instead, Jesus goes to bed just in time for him to get back up early in the morning and go out to get away from what he had just done. It's a really interesting thing for me to think that way because I don't know about you. When you have something good happen in your life, you, you know, I had a birthday, so we went out for dinner and we had a little party and we hung out. And I, when I have something to celebrate, I celebrate. And here Jesus is and, 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 and instead of celebrating all night, he goes to bed in time for him to wake up again early in the morning before the sun rises. And it says that he gets up and he goes out and he goes to a deserted place. And in fact, the word there means a desert place or a secluded place or a solitary place. And in one translation, again, I love all multiple translations because you get a really good idea of what's trying to be said. One translation actually says lonely. Isn't that interesting? That, 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 that Jesus goes to get lonely, to get away from all the successes and all the celebration and all the excitement about what God was beginning to do. And he gets away to a lonely or desert place. He goes to a de deserted place. And he begins to pray. That is, that is the whole purpose of what he's doing. He is going there to give himself to prayer. There's, there's no other reason why he's doing it. I, he, is, he is going to pray. How many of you would say that the reason you have a tough time praying in the morning and being still in the morning is because you wake up in a hurry? You wake up like with things to do, like the first thing on your mind. And, and because many of us use our phones as alarm clocks, the first thing we look at is the text messages or the emails or the things that came in the night before, right? Like, why are you emailing me at night before? Like, why are you doing that? And for some of us, it is it's just simply that, that one little thing, that ability to get up and go out and find and make a way into a solitary place might be the number one reason many of us don't spend any time with the Lord. That is also why maybe you shouldn't relegate your, small, uh, your, your devotional time to only in the morning. Maybe you should hang out with Jesus more than once. Maybe you should take some time at lunch when you are definitely awake. Might be frustrated, but definitely awake. And take some time with the Lord. Jesus gets up, goes out, Makes, a way, makes his way to a solitary place to give himself to prayer. 
I have this suspicion that Jesus wasn't really going there to be alone, but to get into alignment. That Jesus wasn't necessarily trying to be there because he was tired of the disciples and tired of all the good things that happened and frustrated by the things that was going on. He had gone there so that he could stay in alignment with what God, his father, was trying to do. Because Jesus, although God, always stayed in dependence on God the Father. There was always a relationship of we are in this together. And Jesus never lost sight of that. Jesus always made sure that he would get away from everything that was going on. And and the truth is that this isn't a moment where Jesus is weak. This is a moment where Jesus is strong. Everything that was supposed to happen was happening. All the things that that were prophesied were happening. And Jesus goes away. How many of us tend to forget when it's going well to get away, to get lost? It's only when in our weakness that we go, oh, my God, i got to go spend some time with the Lord. How much better off would we be if we just made it all the time we needed to get away with the Lord? So Jesus goes into a solitary place, into a desert place, into a lonely place, into a place not just to be alone, but to be in alignment. To make sure that anything that had gotten off course, anything that had gotten just a little bit uh, adjusted the wrong way or the wrong direction, was causing pain, was causing some issues, was back into alignment with his father, the whole purpose He was here. So Jesus goes into this lonely place and he begins to pray. What I love about this next verse, it's one of my like favorite verses. I I don't think I'd ever really noticed how much it was one of my favorite verses until we started getting into the series and studying it. But I, I don't know if you noticed the word here. It says, and he was praying there. In verse 36, Simon and his companions went what? Searching for him. Some translations say follow, but it's, it's a small number. Most of them have this connotation that he, that he is being searched for. One actually says hunted, that they were hunting for Jesus, that they were trying to find Jesus, as though Jesus didn't turn on location services in his text messages to make sure you knew where he was. Jesus didn't post something on Instagram to make sure you knew that that, that, that he went to this place to eat. Jesus didn't leave a note on the door. He didn't do anything. He got up so early that you wouldn't catch him, and he went to a place to be alone, and he left them to go searching for him. I just find that really interesting. Like, I just find it interesting that Jesus played hide-and-seek. I just think it's funny. You know, the first version of hide-and-seek is Adam in the garden. But Jesus does it too. Jesus is trying to get away from all the good things that are going on. Are you anybody good at hide-and-seek? Anyone want to claim that? Anybody really good at hide-and-seek? No one wants to. Bradley is good at hide-and-seek. Oh, Kim is good at hide-and-seek. All right, sweet. All right, Bruce says he's good at hide-and-seek. My two-year-old is terrible at hide-and-seek. I mean, terrible. It doesn't matter how many times I've explained it to him. The moment you say 10, ready or not, here I come, because I only give him 10 seconds to hide. I don't got time. And uh, ready or not, here I come. The very first thing that happens is I hear, Daddy! Or he has followed my other son into a place, and he's making all the noise, and my other son is getting very frustrated because he thought he found a good spot, but Gray won't leave him alone, and he's making all these noises, <laughs> and he's excited about the fact that I'm trying to find him, right? And he is, he's just not good at it, and I, I just have this thought here that for many of us, we're pretty terrible at it as well, that in life, we are really, really, really good at getting found, We're terrible at getting lost. We're really good at making sure everyone knows where we are. And honestly, sometimes we text people just so 
just so they'll ask what we're doing. Just so we can make sure they know we're still around. Sometimes we will keep our phone around us just in case someone texts us and says, hey, because you know that's important. We, we, we are not good at the getting lost part of life. We are not good at the getting away from ourselves part of life. And sometimes it's not even other people, it's us. I remember being in London years ago, and there was, um, this is like, I'll tell you how many years ago. This is before text messaging was a thing in, in the States. Some of you are like, seriously, I didn't know that was ever a time. And, uh, and I, uh, I remember being in London, and the reason I bring that up is because on the TV, it was saying, hey, and it didn't say text. It said send an SMS or whatever it was at the time to this number. And I was like, that's ridiculous. That's stupid. Why would anybody do that? And someone was explaining, so yeah, people are starting to text each other. And I'm like, that's, that'll never happen in the States. Like, that'll never. Y'all London, you London people, man, like seriously, get rid of your roundabouts, give us stop signs, you know, um, that kind of thing. And uh, sure enough, it's kind of a big deal now. Seems that anybody can get a hold of me at any time. Like, no matter what, they can always get a hold of me. They can always find me. It's a little unnerving, right? And, 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 and we're just really good. In fact, the other day, I had this really crazy experience happen to me the other day. I got this phone call, and I'm actually good at screening my calls. Um, but I, I got this phone call, and, uh, and it was really strange. And here's who it was from. I want, you, I want you to see this. This is a picture of the phone call I got. Yeah, no, that's my phone. Getting a phone call. Yeah, yeah, from me. It says, Brandon Cole, C3 Fort Worth, and I answered it. Like, who wouldn't answer that call? Like, what if this was Brandon from the future? What if I was about to have, like, a real moment, right? Like, what if I was about to, like, become rich because the Super Bowl was about to be, whoever was going to win, because gambling is not a sin unless you lose. And, uh, and so... I don't know, I, like, I was about to, like, this is going to be amazing. Like, hey, did, do I ever actually lose my hair because it runs in the family or, like, whatever. I was really excited. Some of you are like, aren't there more important things to ask? Maybe, but I wanted to get through the superficial stuff first. And, um, and, and, and I, I picked it up, and it was some weird, like, and they called, like, three times that day. Well, I called, sorry. I called, like, three times that day. But I feel like this is maybe part of what our life looks like. Sometimes it's our own selves that get in the way of our own selves getting lost. Sometimes it is us that are the problem. It's actually not everybody else. We like to make it like ourselves think that it's everybody else, but it's actually our desire that everybody else knows where we are that makes us the problem. Sometimes God gives you a season where it is just you and him. And that's okay. Because there ain't anybody better to know than him. And then sometimes God gives you a season where you're about around a lot of people and the door is packed and there's a line around the building and people are being healed. And demons are getting cast out. All this stuff is going on. And guess what? It is still just as important as it's ever been for you to get away from everything that makes you, quote unquote, successful, from everything that makes you, quote unquote, uh, uh, doing the right thing. Yeah. It, it, you just got to get away. Yeah. Oftentimes, busyness is, is a product of our own desire to add meaning to our life or feel validated in who we are. Oftentimes, busyness is a byproduct of something far deeper than just we have things to do. It's our inability to say no to certain things, to say yes to the right things. 
Because it is beyond me how many people tell me I just don't have time to spend with the Lord. And then I see them posting things on Instagram. And I know how long it took you to say something clever in your comments. <laughs> if you had just taken that time and said, God, what do you want to speak to me? Yeah. I find that the more I spend time with the Lord, the more hungry I am for it. Yeah. And so if I would just take 60 seconds, it might turn into three minutes. And if I would just take five minutes, it might turn into 10. And if I would just make a, de a, a, a decision to get up, to get away, and to find a deserted place, a solitary place, a place where nobody else is and nothing else can get to me. So yes, I'm telling you that maybe you might have to leave version Bible app somewhere else so you can get a real Bible because you know someone's going to text you while you're in the middle of what you're trying to do. So maybe, just maybe get some pen and paper and a Bible and sit down in your favorite chair and leave everything away and make sure that you create a space for God to speak. Because if we want to see Jesus, and if we want to be like Jesus, then we should probably do the things he did. And I found that you can't read through the New Testament. You can't read through the Gospels without finding Jesus getting lost. This is why I love, I love what happens next. Because the people, the, the disciples, Simon and the disciples, find Jesus. They go searching for him. They go finding him. And I guess they went. They found him. And they run up to Jesus right? They run up to Jesus. Jesus comes out of a time of prayer. They didn't tell him when he was going to be back. She, he didn't tell them when he was going to be back, and, 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 and they're freaking out. They, hey, listen, we, we have this line around the building again. We've got a lot of things to do, and what, is, what did the disciples say to him? Hey, everybody is looking for you. Isn't that the truth? Everybody's looking for you. Like Jesus, it is now, listen, here's the thing. What was just a success is now a burden. What was just a, wow, God is doing something, is now this burden to go, oh my God, we gotta go, we gotta hurry, we gotta get back, we gotta do it again, we gotta make it happen. And so Simon, these guys are, they're, they're, they're just going, oh my God, I gotta get back. And everybody is looking for you. Everybody is trying to find you. Have you ever felt like that? You ever felt like everybody's trying to find you? You get text messages and phone calls and you get all the stuff. Everybody is trying to find you. And Jesus looks at him. I love this answer. Here's Jesus. Everybody's looking for him. They've had incredible success the day before. And Jesus looks at him and says, let's move on to a new place. And the disciples are going, no, 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 wait, everyone, the everyone, sorry, sorry, let me clarify. Because, you know, everybody, when we say everyone and always, we, we don't actually mean those words, right? And everyone, we meant the only the everyone that are living over there by that house, by that neighboring, by that village. That's the everyone we were talking about. And Jesus looks at him and says, no, 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 I'm, I'm going this direction. How can Jesus, in the middle of his success, in the middle of what was going right, decide to go and do something else and here the disciples go no 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 all these people are here they're all looking for you they all want you to come back they all want you to heal they all want you to do everything you were doing yesterday it was amazing it was incredible and Jesus looks at him and says no 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 we're going somewhere completely different I found that what Jesus does in this moment when he goes and spends time in prayer he's getting back into alignment and so his confidence did not rest on celebrating his victories of yesterday 
His confidence rested on his contemplation of the vision God had given him for his future. Because he says to him, he says, this is the mission I was given. The mission I was given was to go preach the gospel. In other words, his identity didn't rest on the fact that it went well yesterday. His identity didn't rest on the fact that a bunch of people got healed. Although that was absolutely why he came. His identity rested in the fact that he knew what the Father wanted him to do. He knew what to do next. He knew where to go next. And see, we gravitate towards victory, don't we? we when, when things go well, that's where we gravitate. We figure that's where it's always supposed to be. That's where it's always supposed to happen. That's where it's always going to go. That's the, always how it's going to be. And that's not the way Jesus did it. I don't know if you've ever, if you follow sports, but guys like uh, Nick Saban, who after winning a championship, although that didn't quite happen this year, um, after winning a championship, doesn't look any happier than he did when he started the game. Because for him, it wasn't the victory, it was the fact that he still had a vision for what was next. Now, I'm not telling you don't celebrate what God is doing in your life, and I'm not telling you don't celebrate what he's done in your life, but I am saying that don't allow the victory to be the completion or the, the entire, uh, entirety of what God is doing in you. That there is a, there, the confidence he had was not in the victory because at some point, I don't know about you, but people tend to forget the things that went well. People tend to forget that things were good. People tend to forget, like even when Jesus healed the lepers and most of them left and only one came back and said thank you. It happens. We tend to forget the good things. And so we can't always rest on the victory. We have to make sure that we're established in the vision and in the purpose and in the desire and the identity that God has put for us. But it only happens if we get up and we go out and we make our way into a place where we can give ourselves to prayer. My question for you today is, is a simple one, is have you lost yourself because you never get lost? Have you lost who you are because you never get lost? It sounds a bit counterintuitive, uh, but I, I have some quotes that I wanted to read to you that I thought were just fantastic. In fact, one of these quotes is one of the reasons that we jumped into this series one was Henry uh, David Thoreau. Not until we are lost do we begin to fully understand ourselves. Have you ever been lost? Have you ever gotten lost? Steve was sharing with us prior to service today. He got lost three times on the way to church. He's been 52 times to this current location, you know. Have you ever, but hear, hear me, have you ever actually gotten lost? Maybe in an airport, maybe in a mall, maybe on your way somewhere, and you find out who you really are? Anybody know what I'm talking about? You find out the kind of person you really are when you get lost, right? Your steering wheel pays the price or or, or someone gets a phone call or you you, you are panicking and hyperventilating. You find out who you really are when things are not familiar. And there's something about fighting through that part of who you are is being lost long enough to find out who you really are. And ultimately, though, not simply to be alone with yourself, but to find yourself in who God has called you and who God has made you to be. There's another quote that I, I absolutely love that I wanted to share with you that, um, again, this, one, this one's the one. And it's a little bit longer than the first one. It's from a man named Leighton Ford. He says, when I am still, compulsion gives way to compunction. I'm sure all of you know what that means. That is, God can break through the many layers with which I protect myself. Do you hear that? 
When I am still, God can break through the many layers with which I protect myself so that I can hear his word and be poised to listen. In perpetual motion, I can mistake the flow of my adrenaline for the moving of the Holy Spirit. I can live in the illusion that I am ultimately in control of my destiny and my daily affairs. French philosopher and mathematician Blaise Pascal observed the most of human problems come because we don't know how. Listen to this. We don't know how to sit still in our rooms for an hour. What a great observation. Most of our human issues, most of our human problems come because we don't know how to sit still in our room for an hour. How many of you would make it 30 seconds before we had to pick something up or grab something or notice something? And the reason he says that is because most of our problems are identity problems. Most of our issues are issues of not believing in self or having insecurity or not believing in what God has made you to become or not believing in the promises of God. Most of our challenges are fear and insecurity based. We make really poor decisions when we're fearful. We make really poor decisions when we're insecure. We make really poor decisions. And so, so Jesus gets away because he doesn't want to get into that place where he's resting on the victory or the loss or the victory and live this life that's back and forth depending on how that day goes. He wants to make sure that who he is is based upon who he is when God is there. He wants to get away and be with God and so he can be in alignment with who he is. So that we have to find ourselves by getting lost from everything else that is going on. In fact, I think Jesus said something similar to this when he said, if you would lose your life, you will what? Find it. There's something throughout the writings of Paul that speaks very deeply to the idea if I would live a life crucified, then I would live a fuller life. I would live as Christ lives. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. There's this willingness and this desire for him to know so deeply what God is doing in him and what the Holy Spirit wants to do that I would be still long enough for him to speak and to fight through the layers of which I, with which I protect myself. The layers and the, and the levels of protection that I put around my life, if I'd be still long enough to realize that I need to let go of that insecurity or let go of that offense or let go of that frustration or let go of that concern and not be worried, but in all things through prayer and supplication, make known my needs to God to be still, to be in solitude, to get lost so that you can find yourself to get lost so that you can find who God is. Have you lost who you are? Not because of the pressures of the world, not because of all the things that are going, have you lost who you are simply because you haven't gotten lost, because you haven't gotten up and gone out and made a way to a deserted, to a deserted place. I wrote this phrase down, and I, I want you, if you can, and I'll, maybe I'll say it a couple times. If your identity is established in the private places of prayer, it will not be uprooted by the public pressures of people. If your identity is established in the private places of prayer, it will not be uprooted by the public pressures of people. For many of us, our identity is wrapped up in the fact that we do a lot of things. 
For some of us, our identity is wrapped up in the fact that we haven't been able to do all the things we want to do. And God's simple desire for us is to get up, to go out, and to make a way that we might give ourselves to prayer. Not simply to be alone, but to be aligned with who God has made you and created you to be. My challenge for you this week is very simply this. Please get lost. Please don't answer that text. Please don't pick up that call. I mean, if you calls you, then maybe pick that up. But, but please, please find, and I'm not, I, I have to, this is a weird balance here because I want you to understand, and every time we've read a verse so far where we talked about being still, the very first week, Psalm 4610, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. But the very next verse is that the nations will know me and that people will praise me and you will have victory. So there's this idea that after this success, after this stillness will be a, a move or a succession that something will break. And last week as we talked about Exodus 33 and we talked about Moses and he says, hey, all you have to do is be still and the Lord will fight for you. And the very next verse God is saying, move, go. And in fact, even in this one, we see Jesus get away while it is quiet, while it is dark, in the middle of the night. He gets away to be with the Father. And that stillness doesn't lead to more stillness. That stillness actually is the very thing that spurs him on to go on with what God had called him to do. So I'm not telling you to be still every day, all day, and never answer anybody's call and get fired. I'm not telling you to ignore all your friends for the next six months. And have no friends when you come back. I'm not telling you to, I'm telling you to find those places in every single day and in every single week. Because we have a really bad habit in our culture of thinking that a vacation once a year or once every six months is the thing that's going to make us healthy. It doesn't work. Take a vacation. But just know that that's not going to be the thing that sustains you for the next six months. The thing that's going to make your life in motion the right way and in a healthy way and full of life and purpose is one where you get lost daily. Get lost daily. Put your phone across the other side of the room. Get an alarm clock that can't talk to you or show you text messages. And get up every morning. Get up. Go out. And make a place where you can give yourself to prayer. I, I almost want to make this a money-back guarantee, but for that, I would have to make sure you give me some money, and I can't do that. I, want, I just want, I want to get to the end of next week, and I want you to look me in the eye and go, you know what, I got lost this week. In fact, there's a great line. I didn't read it to you of a, a, a musician who wrote this line and said, I got lost, and look what I found. I just want to know over these next, maybe next Sunday night in our night of worship, and prayer, maybe you can share some stories as you got lost, and look what you found. As you got lost, and oh my goodness, look what you found. You got lost for 15 minutes, turned off your phone, moved, and look what you found. Because God is waiting for you to get away from the pressures of people and even the celebrations of success. Get with him and stay on course and stay in alignment and let him speak to your heart. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much for today. God, I thank you that you are with us. 
But I pray that today, just like when Jesus was willing to get up after revival was happening, after everything was going so well and things were clicking and everything was happening and, and the disciples come up and said, everyone's looking for you. And we can get really excited about that and we can even let that get us, get our heads a little bit bigger than they should be and we could get really arrogant and prideful. How good this is. Wow, this is amazing. But God, we want to be in alignment with you because ultimately we came that we would see Jesus on every street and in every heart. That people would see Jesus like never before. Like he really is. Just a bunch of real people. Just a bunch of authentic people. Getting with God. Letting him speak into our hearts. Letting the Holy Spirit lead us. Lord, we want to get lost. We want to lose our life that we might find it in you. And for some of us, we feel like it is really, truly just too busy. God, I pray that we would Find those places. Make those spaces where we can get alone with you. And as we do that, you will give us a greater view of what is next. You will, more than anything, you will great, uh, give us a greater idea of who our, what our identity is. And we will live a life that gives you glory and honor. We will live a life that praises you. We will live a life that brings the kingdom of heaven to earth. If that's you this morning, and, 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 and today, you, you just want to say, I'm getting lost. I need to get lost. I have lost myself. I've lost myself. That, that dream I had, or that, 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 just the simple strength of identity, that confidence. I've lost myself because I've never gotten lost with my Savior. I've never gotten lost with the Holy Spirit. I don't, I don't get lost with God anymore. And you'd say, you know, I, 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 I just, I'm, I want to decide today that I'm going to get lost with him. And I'm going to get lost with who he is. And I'm going to find something I never have found before. I'm going to find something I thought I had lost. And I'm going to lose myself so that I might find who you are. And in so doing, I would find out who I am. Lord, maybe the trials and, and difficulties of last year made me lose myself. Maybe the challenges that I faced maybe lose who I am. And I just, I just speak this over you, church. We're going to pray in a moment, but I just speak this over our church. God, what was, what was, what was a challenge and what was a difficulty will not and cannot define who these people are. God, that is done in your presence and that is done by your hand and is done by your voice and your word only. God, there is nothing that they have gone through that makes them less than. There is nothing that they have gone through that makes them less precious or less important or less valuable to who you are. God, they are yours and yours alone. So God, while they may still be walking through difficulty and challenge, Lord, none of that has circumvented your love and your grace. Lord, there is nothing that can separate them from your love. If that's you this morning, you say, I just want to get lost. I want to get lost. I want it. I want to.